podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 362 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... I want some spice. Let's have that fucking spice. Ian Loring, hello. Spicy by himself there. Uh, and Rebecca will be joining us, but she's not joined us quite yet. I am literally drawing a shape of Rebecca next to me, um, which is just boobs and butt. Um, so it's, just, it's terrible. It puts this video. Uh, but yeah, she's um, she's just she's waiting for a dog to be delivered. Not a new dog. Our existing dog is getting dropped back off with us um, after the haircut, I believe. Uh, so yes, she will be joining us for um, chatting. What are we chatting? We're chatting Mulan. And we're chatting, I'm thinking of ending things. Great. Never far as the no more app title for a film. Great. Yep, fantastic. Great. Fucking hell. Uh, that's going to be a fun review. Um, we've also got a little bit of what I've been watching. Um, me and Ian will, at some point, I'm sure, talk about Tony Hart's Pro because why not? <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there's been a few trailers. There's actually been a few trailers. Um, we're going to try and not talk about the fucking carnage that is the 2020, where apparently Donald Trump is being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. you got to roll with the punches now. There's no point fucking like, focusing on this shit too much. I've very, very much decided it just... Like, just let it fucking... Let it roll. Do you know, yeah. I, took, I took the dog out for a walk this morning... And I saw a rabbit in exactly the same fucking place that it was yesterday. It's all a simulation. Just let it flow over here. Oh, it is. Literally, the entire 2020 is a fucking onion gag. It just is now. <laughs> yeah. It got it mixed up somewhere. Something along the line got the code wrong. And it's just that. I am fucking telling you. At Christmas, it will be announced that Santa is real, has been real all along. But he's dead. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. There'll be no more Christmases. Yeah, absolutely. November, Guy Fawkes' zombie will return from the grave, try to blow up the Houses of Parliament, but then actually decide that he quite likes the Houses of Parliament because they're doing things that he quite likes and uh, he's going to hang around just in the rafters of the House of Commons, just jeering along with everybody, uh, ignoring social distancing because he's dead and he can't catch anything. Because yep. what's it going to do to him? Uh, that's going to be November. Um, yep. What's going to happen in October? In October, Tony Todd is literally going to turn into the Candyman <laughs> and uh, murder multiple people. Yeah. Um, at a child at, at his granddaughter's birthday party. <laughs> yep, absolutely. He's going to unleash the bees. Yep. Um, and Someone's just going to smack a piñata and he's just going to go, just stand up and go, Sweet to my sweet, you are all my victims. And everyone's going to think, oh, Tony, and then they're going to be slashed. <laughs> a- abs- absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm fully expecting by this time next week to say that I'm not going to be able to come to York because I'm going to be in fucking lockdown until October. So um, I'm really looking forward to being able to confirm that news. Um, I'm, I'm for the first time um, since kind of like, since we booked it five months ago when we were like, will be out of lockdown by then and we've been out of lockdown and for the first time i'm thinking am i going on holiday in two weeks fuck mate 
like I'm not, is, the, I'm the, not going to be able to go to the Sinner world because I can't use that as an excuse to go leave the fucking borough. That's what's yeah, going to happen. It, 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 it's mental for you. If you're, it, if your Sinner world was in your borough, you'd still be able to go, wouldn't you? I can go to the showcase. I can go to the showcase, but I don't particularly want to pay £7. Literally, if I'm put into fucking... If, so, for context, the borough next to us, Kefili, has been put into lockdown. The borough to the other side kind of looks like it's going to happen there. So we're, we're probably fucked in the next couple of weeks. So I can I can travel around in the borough. I can go to the showcase because even though we're in lockdown... Like I should still be able to go to the cinema, it seems, which is something at least. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's where we're at at the moment. Um, not fucking depressed about that at all. Nope, nope, not nope, 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 nope. Fly over me. It's all a simulation. <laughs> if someone could just open up Task Manager and kill this fucking program now, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody is literally there just going, going. It's still not responding. I'm just getting that spinning wheel thing. <laughs> Good. Oh, God. It's that is what 2020 is. It's the spinning wheel of simulations where you can't force quit it because the mouse won't click on the button. <laughs> yep. It's it like you're there holding a mouse going, going, what the? I can't. What do you mean it's not connected? I, it is connected. <laughs> I tell you what, we did some Tony Hawk streaming the other day, but no, we didn't because fucking dickhead here forgot to check that it was streaming again when I did all that ad remove party shit. Because the the amazing Tony Hawk remaster has the weirdest fucking bug where you can't have an in-game party unless both people slash all people test their internet connections on the PlayStation software. Yeah, and honestly, for anyone listening... Who, who isn't into like online gaming or anything like that right like, that it, you, you might be thinking oh, is that something you have to just do to make sure no literally it has nothing to do with gaming you at have all. to get out of the game and then go into the playstation system settings select test internet connection so obviously it did that fucking stop the stream and i didn't realize so the stream is three minutes and me basically going, right, what the fuck am I doing here then? Right, that's, you know, just me fucking but, mumbling to myself like a prick. But what I will say there is we had a blast for an hour and 20 minutes. That game slaps. Yeah. That's a good game. That... We will be doing a game where people will be able to see it, but we had an awful lot of fun falling and then and then thinking we were terrible at the game and then realising that, no, we weren't actually quite that bad. We got better. We got better. I've made my own guy on it. Oh, have you? You created your own skater? I, nice. I created my own skater, yeah. Nice. I was skating and I went, and I turned around to Becky and I was just about to say, um, I've created a, my own skater on here and she went, why are you skating as a hobo? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I mean, it, it, unfortunately, people miss the majesty of the milkman. <laughs> the milkman. Uh, what was his name? UHT one 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 or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh wow. We and uh, for more video game chat, if people are interested, we basically just talked about the Xbox announcement in the uh, the Patreon content. Um. So uh, like, look forward to that. I I have a vision for the Patreon content basically just being the getting all the other shit 
that we want to talk about talked about <laughs> yeah so if, if you like a movie podcast where you pay extra for to talk about everything but movies absolutely and the 14 patrons that we got at the moment bless you all love you all Do absolutely absolute, yeah. really hope that you've you enjoyed the um all of the the nolan stuff that we did um we've got stuff planned to come up uh shortly but we are having a, we're having a basic couple of weeks off the patreon just mainly because we did like 14 hours recording in seven days yeah we 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 need to chill and in all honesty like mental health is an interesting fucking thing and yes. i like i i feel like i need to be in in the frame of mind for it myself um mm-hmm. I, I i think mark is maybe more loosey goosey but it, it and and that that's absolutely brilliant i fucking love how chill and understanding is mark uh, mark is with all this shit me like thought the, the worst of all the lockdown stuff was over and then no suddenly thousands of people getting fucking um di- um infected again all this shit happening like i'm literally just counting the days until i'm fucking locked down again like so my like i i don't feel like i'm at my best on the patreon having to do work like almost like homework before recording a commentary at the moment so um you know we, we will get there the world will return even though apparently um now chris witty saying yeah it won't be a vaccine till next year but then johnson's saying well we hope things will be back like more back to normal by christmas nah 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 by christmas you're not gonna be able to see your fucking family everyone's gonna just have to have christmas dinner in their own houses on um, zooming family oh god can you imagine that can you imagine how busy zoom's gonna be on christmas there mate so oh the internet's gonna fuck that's the thing the internet's gonna crash and then <laughs> it's just gonna be everybody sat at home having a christmas like it was 20 years ago but with no extended family <laughs> yeah it's going to be Christmas. It's going to be Christmas 1985. <laughs> I'll tell you what, right? Get your, buy your fucking shares in InBev now because those motherfuckers are going to have a hell of a few months. I mean, they, they've already had a hell of a year, but Christ alive. Well, so I'm recording, because um, like I said, Becky's downstairs waiting to have the dog drop back off. So I'm upstairs in my office. And in my office, uh, I have... Um, the, the few remaining Blu-rays that I have, um, which is a few hundred, I'll be honest. Is mother there? Huh? Is mother there? It is, yeah. Uh, and so is Carol. Um, and in front of <laughs> me, I have. Um, you, Carol. <laughs> Sorry. I have all of my um, steel books, and I just realised I have a, a package. It's still in its wrapper. It's never been opened. Um, Grand House um, steelbook that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Nice. Yeah. And it's it's sealed. But what's weird is I also have the full like the full collection um, Grand House that's not the steelbook, and I also on Blu-ray still have um, Planet Terror and Death Proof. So I actually have four copies. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Of that, not to mention the fact that I also have the Tarantino collection as well. That's pretty fucking funny, but fair play. I also have. I will continue this. I also have both Planet Terror 
um, and uh, Death Proof on UK D- uh, DVD and US DVD because they came out on the US on DVD about four or five months before they came out in the UK and I bought them on import. <laughs> wow, that's that's impressive. That reminds me. I um so as I was saying on the the Patreon stuff, sold my Xbox so I don't have a physical 4K player anymore, which is fine because. I'm not entirely sure how fucking long physical 4K is going to fucking live for anyway. It's all good. I just need to get out of that. But with you getting a PlayStation 5, I do have a 4K I want to send you, and it is a steelbook um, as a little makeup for buy a new Carol and mother. So I'm going to do do that at some point, and you guys are going to be – you're both going to be very happy. I very much look forward to that. Uh, any movie news that we've had this week, then? Um, there's the there's the Oscars thing. What can you? That's that's interesting, isn't it? I, uh, it's weird, isn't it? So let's get the detail on that. Um, and also, by the way, if people can't um, can't tell, I've just had a double IPA. I've had a, a, a 440 milliliter can of an eight percent salt. Uh, ECAT DDH uh, IPA. Uh, I'm now on punk because I like brew dog ones and I'm sorry, Noel. Um, so I am getting pretty drunk. With, with You see, we're trying a new thing tonight. We started recording at five o'clock. So my whole thing is I can get drunk during the recording, then sober up a bit, then go to bed, have a really fucking good night's sleep because I'm like, well, uh, or at least pass out because I'm I'm still a little bit drunk and be all right in the morning. I'm testing that out. So let's see how that goes. Uh, theory. Yeah, I, I like it. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, it's that um, dodgeball meme of uh, what is it that Jason Bateman says? It's uh, strong. Oh, Something or other. Let's see if it. Let's see if it pays off. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. I can't remember what it says exactly. Ah oh, shit! I need to find that out now. It's a it's a bold strategy. Um, yeah, that, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bold strategy. Let's see if it pays off. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, and uh, I'm gonna be up at six tomorrow morning to walk the dog, getting the five past seven train into work. Um, because um, also slight tangent before we get into the academy, and this probably should be Patreon content. Fuck you, Transport for Wales. You lot are cunts. Uh, why is that? Um, well, let's see. Um, Monday, the day when schools, uh, schools are, uh, are back, um, you know, uh, more people are being told to return to work to save Pret. Um, <laughs> I'm on the train. Um, the trains are down to two an hour from my station. Pre-lockdown, they were six an hour. Um, get That's on the train. Extent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it, a third of the trains, brilliant. Four carriages, which is brilliant because a lot of the time they're two carriage wonder buses. Uh, but no, 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 four carriages, a so fair play. The trains all through lockdown when I have gone into the office, and I have, I've been into the office a fair few times, I'll go in twice a week. How, um, a lot of the seats have had the coverings on saying keep seat free, yeah. you know, because of social distancing. Fair enough. Monday, they're all gone. So you had a bunch of fucking randoms sat next, obviously randoms because like people weren't talking to each other. They're just on their phones and whatnot. 
quite a few people like having that like wearing their masks on their fucking chin so if anybody did come through they could just quickly put it on uh, yeah yeah uh, the, the 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 mask that doesn't cover your nose yeah 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 um and uh yeah tweeted transport for wales and they were just basically like well in line we we, we still ask people to infor- uh, to practice social distancing yes because asking people to do things is the way forward yeah a- a- absolutely yes of, of course um and uh, i was just like that's fucking ridiculous um you know you've got more people on these trains today you haven't put more trains on what the fuck and then they basically tweeted back saying we're following government guidelines and they obviously mean uk government not fucking welsh government by the way with the following government like guidelines and as more people are now going on trains we we are essentially increasing the number of seats yeah fuck it that's that's fucking brilliant so literally on friday don't fucking sit on these seats at all monday yeah go ahead mate any fucking like like no can I haven't seen one conductor since since lockdown, which I, I 100% understand. That's a risk to the conductor. That's not a criticism of that. But British Transport Police, I I, I haven't seen at all. They say British Transport Police are on the routes. I've seen security in quote marks. Fuck knows what that is. A couple marks. I mean, it could literally be nice people getting dressed in security costumes. And pretending to be security so they can help people by enforcing these things. I don't know. Um, uh, I I have a a, a different uh, opinion on that. They are um, security are usually members of uh, security employed by Circo. <laughs> um, at God. an extortionate amount of money. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean. F- okay. Fair enough. Then. Like it, it's. So, I mean, to be fair, I was on the train last Friday and there was um, someone without a mask and they like the, the security person really fucking nailed into them and made them get off at the next station. And it was like, do you know, do you know what? Fair enough. They obviously didn't have a good reason for not having a mask. If you have a good reason for, for not having a mask, fair enough. Say so. This person obviously didn't. and I don't have a problem with that at all. And I'm not a person who looks at every single person not wearing a mask and goes, tsk, you know, it, it's there may well be a reason. But there wasn't a reason for that many fucking people when everybody was wearing a mask the week before. I'll fucking tell you that for free. Um, what, what I can say is, um, obviously, I see within my job um, hundreds of people uh, every every day. Mate, uh, yeah, um, yeah. And I would say that still, the, all the social distancing has pretty much gone out the fucking window, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I would still say that I would say it's 90 to 95% of people are wearing their mask, which I'm still quite, it's hard for me ever so slightly. So this is the thing, right? On Twitter, I'm looking at the Transport for Wales thing, and there's a lot of people saying, oh, are we, do we not have to socially distance on trains anymore? like what what is going on um i tweeted my fucking mp and bless whoever's running their social media account like within about 20 minutes said okay that actually sounds really concerning can you please email at and i have you know um and it's just like honestly it was the first time 
it, I've been going back into the office for a good couple of months now. First time I felt anxious. But the thing is, after next week, I'm moving to another role where I've been told I'll probably be home working for the foreseeable. Like, literally, there are zero plans. And I feel better about that. And I've been very, on this podcast, I've been very, let's go out. Like, we've got to get things moving again. And yes, we have to get things moving again. But in a fucking sensible, bloody way. Yeah. Not, not on a Friday, all this shit is there. On a Monday, it's gone. Yeah. I, I, I go out. Um, I, I freely admit that I go out. Um, but... I don't go anywhere indoors. I go outside uh, where I can really socially distance very, very well. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with being able to socially distance like that. That That's cool for me. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm much more nervy than I was a week ago. It, it's, um, it, I it's been, going out less, I would say. Yeah. 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 Um, even though we're being told like, go out there. I just, you're being told go out there and socialize. I, I mean, like, right. So Kefili, I'm, I'm almost done. Kefili, like, you can still go to pubs and restaurants. I, I like it, it's, and they're saying it's because the evidence is pointing to it being transmission when people are meeting up, like, in houses and whatnot. And it, it's the thing is, I, I do trust, I, I do trust the Welsh government. They've been, they were further behind on relaxing all this stuff. So, do you know what? Fair enough. But it just it makes me feel so uncomfortable that they're saying you can't meet up with people indoors, even if you socially distance the fuck out of it. But if you went to a pub and shouted over to the next table and it was the same people, that would be fine. Yeah. A friend of mine, um, his parents have a pub. Um, it's um, just out. It's in just outside. Manchester, uh, the other side of to where Noel is. Uh, his parents have a pub. Uh, he can't go and see them at home, but can go and see them in the pub, and it is the same building. <laughs> it's exactly the same building. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's, that's fucking something else, eh? Yep. Mental, isn't it? Oscars! Uh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, and uh, thank you for for I, like I, I, I obviously I had to get that out there. I, I I find this show incredibly therapeutic, and that is self indulgent. And uh, to those who listen, thank you very much. Might be why um uh, our listener count is what it is. Um, but believe me when I say I'm 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 grateful to everybody who listens, and I'm grateful to uh yourself and Becky for uh, putting up with my uh, uh my ramblings. I love doing this show. And I, 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 that's the same as you. I'm very grateful that people that people listen and recommend your friends. Please do so and spread the word and get it out there. But I'd do it if it was just two people listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bless. Yeah, yeah. Safe. It's a fair point. And the dogs come in. Yes, you, my little beauty, Kiki, who has basically saved me during lockdown. Yes, you have. Go right. Okay. Oscars. So they have said that the new standards apply only to best picture and do not affect yep. other categories. Um, 
however, films in the speciality categories of animated feature, documentary feature, international feature film that are also submitted for best picture general entry consideration will thus be addressed separately. That's interesting. Right. So here are the specific a, a, a standards announced. Standard A, on-screen representation, themes and narratives. To achieve standard A, the film must meet one of the following criteria. At least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Uh, or at least 30 percent of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of uh, the following. Whoa. Uh, uh, apologies. Yes, Kiki. What, what have you got something to say about um, uh, at least 30 percent of all actors in secondary and more minor roles being at least from? Uh, you're breeding a white dog. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> all right, let's uh, okay. Now let's test this out. So, Kiki, at least thirty percent of all actors in secondary and a more minor roles from at least two of the following underrepresented groups: women, racial or ethnic group (LGBTQ+), or people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or who are deaf or hard of hearing. That's that's the one that gets me there. Deaf or hard of hearing. Well, I'm hard of hearing. I'm also a heterosexual white male. <laughs> yeah, but you're hard of hearing. Yeah, but they could literally just go. You're going to get loads of white people when they nominate something and go, hang on a minute, that doesn't tickle that, and go, ah, 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 ah. Matt Damon's got a bum ear. <laughs> <laughs> loads of fucking what is it? I'm going to turn up on a wall of things and just going to pop in a hearing aid and go, bum ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, or the, the or the main storyline theme or narrative of the film is centered on an underrepresented group the groups i just mentioned um <laughs> just a lot of what <laughs> in movies now i mean well quite i mean you'd feel like if main storyline subject matter was achieved then general ensemble cast would be achieved because it's yeah the same um, but at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is so it's Asian, Hispanic, uh, Hispanic, Latinx, uh, Black, African American, Indigenous, Native American, Alaskan Native, Middle Eastern, North African. Apologies for the noise. Kiki is going mad at a shoe. Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander or other underrepresented race or ethnicity. So that's that that's that's interesting. Um, you know, it, it's I'll be. And just like basically any historical epic, which is all about white men, could not be considered for best picture. And that's fine. I think that's really fucking interesting. But man, they are opening that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. I think they're opening themselves up to all sorts of fucking abuse. Mm -hmm. I saw somebody comment on on this and said, "Oh, I cannot wait for all of the fucking articles of ten best picture winners that wouldn't be eligible nowadays." <laughs> yeah, no, t no, totally. And I mean, it is, it, it it's definitely, it's that progressive thing. And you would like to think that no film seriously being being considered for best picture would um would 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 have this, but um. Oh, to be fair, fuck it. Hang on. Oh, so did I say women as part of general ensemble cast or main storyline? 
No, you said. Um, no, no, I'm so sorry. It was like the, the, the general the, ensemble cast. Uh, you did. The, dead, yeah, the, deadline, the deadline formatting is really weird, where it's like a main bullet point is women, and there's sub bullet points. And I just, I'm so sorry. I read the sub bullet points. So it's like, okay, so basically, if one of your lead characters is a woman, you're fine. Yeah. Doesn't seem that fucking hard. No, I, I'm so right. So let's. Let's have a quick. Let's just indulge a little bit, uh, because the technical awards bits of it, I think, is slightly different. Because I think that's that's easier to pick up on because um, they've grouped in things like cinematographers and things like that, but they've grouped in like costume designers and things like that. So there is more of a spread of that. But we still do need to get more um, black and ethnic minorities into into the the behind the scenes things of cinema. Absolutely. Um, so I don't want to get accused of saying that we shouldn't do that. Um, best picture winners. Let's just have a quick look at the past few years' best picture winners and see if any of them wouldn't have qualified. Let's have a fucking look. So, um, da, 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 da. Parasite would have been fine. Yep. yep. Green Book would have been fine. Uh, yep. Shape of Water would have been fine. Yep. Moonlight, fine. Spotlight. Mm, yeah. Hang on. So on on Shape of Water, are we talking Octavia Spencer? Well, you've also got what's her, um, what's her name? Is the main character woman? It's a woman. The, a female. Oh, she's deaf. She's deaf. And she's deaf. Sorry. Ah, oh, Bobby here. Of course she is. Bobby here. <laughs> and she's a woman. There you go. A deaf Bobby woman who. Let's face it, fuck some manfish. I think you can call that an underrepresented group. Yeah, 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 yeah. What manfish? Uh, Moonlight, fine. Uh, Spotlight, that, that that's a what is it? Rachel McAdams. Yeah, I mean she she's a significant supporting character. Yep. Birdman, uh, probably fine there. You've got significant supporting female characters. You know, I think um, Emma Stone got nominated for an Academy oh, Award. No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go back to Spotlight. Lead or significant supporting actor. Women is not included there. Sorry. Oh, Fucking hell. But general ensemble cast, at least 30%, as, as long as it's 30% women or like uh, uh, the, the minority. I don't, I don't think Spotlight qualifies. Okay, so, all right. So, must meet one. Main storyline. Hmm. Spotlight qualifies there. I think Birdman qualifies. Um. Okay, so you've got. The thing is, Birdman's got a really large ensemble cast. Yeah. I think Birdman maybe squeezes through. Yeah. Remember as well, you've got a you've got a, a, a Latino director as well. Spotlight's fucking in. Yeah, but that's creative leadership and project team. That's yeah. not. Um... Spotlight, fucking hell! I think you're right, man. I don't think it qualifies. Just I, like it. It. It's a bunch of white men, but then I mean, like it's like the storyline subject matter. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like they needed to have something in there that was like important social issue, <laughs> you know, something like that. Because, you know, Spotlight 
if you were to say Spotlight is like not a progressive film or something, but it's about a bunch of journalists uncovering, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a bit, that's a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, okay. Total slave, I think, qualifies. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Yep. Argo. Oh, Argo, f- oh, Argo, fuck yourself. All right. I don't think that qualifies. So they have to meet all these standards, yeah? Is it all of them, or is it just one of the following criteria? But it's one of the following criteria of each standard, is it not? No, uh, it's one of the following criteria. Uh, at least one. That, I think I think it literally is one of those. I think it is one of those, not one from each. Produce, uh, hang on. How, okay, so this is deadline. Having at least one Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, Black, African American, Indigenous, Native American, Alaskan Native, Middle Eastern, North American, Native Hawaii, or other Pacific Islander, or unspecified other, other underrepresented race or ethnicity as a leader or significant supporting actor is a potential requirement under the new guidelines for those ethnicities also mentioned for prominent production and marketing, marketing jobs. Additionally, employing women, LGBTQ+, members of a racial or ethnic group, and people with cognitive or physical disabilities or a hard, deaf or hard of hearing might be required for at least 30% of actors of secondary and more minor roles. And it goes on from there. That's So when it says might, what the fuck does that mean then? It means, it means that this might not even come to play. <laughs> 2024, it's, I believe. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. A film must at least meet at least two of the four standards to be best picture material. Ah, right. So, okay. So let's, okay. So let's go on to the other standards then. Um, standard B, creative leadership and project team. To achieve standard B, the film must meet one of the criteria below. Creative le- leadership and department heads. At least two of the following creative leadership positions and department heads. Casting director, cinematographer, composer, costume designer, director, editor, hairstylist, makeup artist, producer, production designer, set decorator, sound VFX, supervisor, writer from the following underrepresented groups. Women, racial ethnic group, LGBTQ+, people with cognitive or physical disabilities or a deaf or hard of hearing. At least one of those positions must belong to the following underrepresented uh, racial or ethnic group. Uh, and it's the, 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 the groups I mentioned earlier on other key roles at least six other crew team technical positions from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group these positions include but are not limited to first ad gaffer script supervisor etc at least 30 percent of the film's crew is from the following underrepresented groups women uh, and the, the the list from earlier on uh standard c in in i'm not going to read this whole thing industry access and opportunities the film's distribution or financing company has paid apprenticeships or internships that are from the following underrepresented groups blah, blah, blah. you see it the, the cynic in me literally thinks, do you know what? Your heart might be in the right place here, Academy, but the cynic in me looks at it and goes, from a business level, you're going to get them going round, you're going to get the crew going round, somebody's going round going, right, you, there, today, you've got a bum here. You, you might like dudes as well as women. And you, you've got a bum here as well. And you have a bum here and you might like men and women. And you don't like anyone, and you've got no tongue. And it's basically going to be like that. It's it's also, to be fair, standard D audience development representation in marketing, publicity, and distribution. So, I mean, fair play. The Academy really are actually setting an incredibly fucking low bar for entry here. Oh, yeah. Where it's basically, look, 
as long as you're a fucking workplace that doesn't discriminate against race or sexual preference, you'll probably meet two of these standards just because you'll have enough below the line people who will fit this bill. Yeah. As long as Brett Ratner doesn't work for you right now, you're okay. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I suppose the question is... And if, if Brett Ratner does, you have to employ at least two women to his one person. But don't put him in the same fucking room as them. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's like, what... You know, Oscar's So White was a massive thing. Is the, Is it really going to be changed if you give paid internships to women, racial, ethnic groups, LGBTQ, hard of hearing, cognitive, physical disabilities, and give training opportunities and skill development to much of the uh, uh, same uh, group and give marketing, publicity or distribution jobs to much the same group as well. That's like, I mean, mean, it's brilliant that the below the line people uh, you know, they, they, it kind of seems like they might be focused on that because it might be just easier to quantify it rather than actually saying, no, do you know what? To be considered for best picture for the next two years, you've got to fucking have a woman in the lead. Or if you're going to be all male, you've got to have 30 percent of the secondary of the secondary cast be uh, uh, black LGBTQ, etc. The thing is, it, it seems a little bit like... Um... Have you have you heard of the Rooney Rule um, for mm-hmm. NFL? Mm-hmm. It seemed a little bit like a version of that for uh, for movies. I mean, it just it's the fact that it's such an incredibly low bar to pass. Oh yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I've only really read up on it now, and I'm glad we have because on Twitter people were just like, oh, well, I wonder which of the last best pictures would have. Um, uh, the, the the best pictures would have been um would have got this to be fair so much of it is below the line that it would be pre- unless it was like a an indie film made by a very small crew i mean to be i don't know i'm throwing it out there maybe some woody allen films yeah. like just comes come to mind you know they'd have representation of women on screen but would the crew necessarily fit those other dynamics i don't know um, so I, it's it's baby steps. And in the end of the day, with the society we have at the moment, I think at least there's baby steps instead of taking a massive fucking step, having people fucking pile on and then you just completely retract. It, it's a step in the right direction. It just it, it will be interesting to see the direction that it takes. Yeah, I just I, I hope the Academy doesn't go fucking look at us. Look at what we are doing with this. <sighs> You know, let's continue supporting us because we are doing things. Yes. You know, Come it, it's to our big new fancy state of the art museum, essentially. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like that. But in terms for all the shit that 2020 has brung, this does not or brought this does not necessarily feel like it is shit. Yeah, I think we can be we can be all right with this. Uh, trailers. Um, we, we'll talk a little bit more during the seconds. I think Becky has just watched the trailer now, which I think I've just no time to this. die, motherfuckers. Let's go. After spending, Let's after literally spending weeks bitching and moaning about the fact that there's been no no time to die trailer. 
November! You very much looking forward to this, aren't you? Mate, that's a busy trailer. It is a very busy trailer, isn't it? It's it, it it looks like it was made really fucking quickly. I've got a feeling my father-in-law is downstairs having just dropped Lottie off and he's probably wondering what the hell's going on. Um I mate, seriously, there's so much going on in this trailer. There's so much intrigue. I know I know Bond's not necessarily your bag. The thought of the last Daniel Craig film being two and a half hours long is uh, boner inducing of the sweetest kind of boner inducing that I, I <sighs> let's go. It's the whole, this will never be the same again after this. And it's like, right. But will it though? Because it won't because Henry Golding is going to be the next bond. I'd, I'd be really fucking cool with that. <laughs> Henry Golding or Henry Cavill. It is the time of Henry's. They're both, and the thing is, they both go in a kind of a different direction. Henry Cavill, you know, I, I can't imagine the emotional depth, but my God, that man can wear nice clothes. And, oh, can, and, and let's face it, one of, one, of, one of the treats of, of 2020 was Henry Cavill building a gaming PC. At 100%. 100%. That man is the Witcher. Toss a coin to the Witcher, O'Valley of Plenty. You won't understand that at all, Mark. And oh. apologies. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, I want to see Daniel Craig's last ride. I'm praying to God it comes out in November and that cinemas are still open and that we can see it. And it kind of also feels like we just need to get it out of the way because then we can have fun speculating who the next Bond's going to be. Um, bang up for it. Really, really up for it. Really, really hope it's interesting because the end of Spectre, he literally drives off into a new day with Leah Sadu, and you get the feeling that that is not going to happen. It To me, it feels like the opening sequence is going to be him with Leah Sadu and the whole kind of like we all have our secrets or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be the opening. And then he's going to disappear and we're going to have two years later or something yeah. like that. Yes, um, she, I, but I, the, I really, really hope they don't just fridge her in the first hour of the film. I want him to, you know, Anna de Armas can be stunning looking and they can maybe have a little bit of flirty thing going on, but then she, whatever her arc is, is what her arc is. Lashana Lynch can help him out, be a great, like great support and whatnot. And him just have Leia Sadu at the end of the film as well. That I, I I would really, really I want a bond to walk off into the sunset because George Lazenby didn't. Um yeah. none of the other bonds all just ended in kind of like typical bond fashion. George Lazenby, honestly, the end of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, like As a standalone, I think Honor Majesty's Secret Service as a standalone is a fantastic movie. It's an incredible film, and I just remember Donna watching it's, the... Sorry, go on. I, I, I am right in thinking that the end of that movie, he gets married, doesn't he? And then she gets killed. Yeah, he gets married. They are driving off to their honeymoon. Yeah. Um, and then um, they, they stop by the side of the road, and then some Spectre folks come along and shoot her. Yeah. And then uh, he's holding her body. A, a, a policeman comes along. 
asking has everything been all right and he just says oh no no everything's quite all right we've got all the time in the world because the the the, the song that kind of goes through the film is uh, we have all the time in the world and then it's this very gentle music and it ends on the, the shot of like the bullet in uh, like the bullet hole in the glass yeah and then it's this and then it's and it's just don't do that i understand why you did that but don't do that just end off on the bullet hole so that moment like donna watched the end of it and she was like what are you watching i was like on a majesty secret service and she was like oh it was was a bond film she was like that that's a bond film (laughs) you know and it was like yeah and i just want bond to be happy if 2020 has taught us anything it's let Bond be happy. Just let people be happy. And Bond he needs has, to he be He has been happy. the moodiest Bond so far. He has. He's been brilliant. He, start, he started off his Bond career where parkour man did some parkour over a little like um glass thing over a door and Daniel Craig just walked through the door. <laughs> yeah, he just incredible. smashes through it. Incredible. I mean, there's that there's that one bit in that section as well where someone shoots uh, shoots at him, runs out of bullets, they throw the gun at him, and he just catches it and then just throws it back at the person. It hits it in there. It hits them in the head. It's. I, I, I really do think that the Casino Royale is one of the most underrated movies of the past twenty years. Casino Royale bangs. It's and, and, and actually, Ian, in saying that. I have uh, a copy here of Casino Royale, the limited edition steelbook. I have two copies of Blu-ray of Casino Royale. I have a limited edition steelbook, which is very, very pretty. Um, and I have that three-disc edition they did with the director's cut in it. Oh, uh, with the extended cut. Very nice. You are a madman, and I love you. Um, I, I just, November, I like it. please be November, because I tell you what, if it is going to be November, I need to start doing Ian's Guide to Bondage again in the next couple of weeks. And if I start doing that and then they fucking delay it again. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, we also have uh, Rebecca. Well, now. Okay. Ben Wheatley's Rebecca. Well, now. What do you think? I mean, it. I'm very much looking forward to my time with it. I'm a little bit worried. The, the fact that Ben Wheatley is doing this is making me think that there's got to be something different happening here. Is that because it's a really, because it's a version of Rebecca directed by Ben Wheatley starring Lily James, uh, Chris, uh, by the way, um, top build Lily James, um, Army oh, yeah. Hammer and Kristen Scott Thomas. Um, and then that, is the trailer yeah that trailer looks like yeah it's rebecca yeah that trailer looks like the most generic netflix film trailer i i I would slightly disagree with that i don't think it's got netflix film look to it it looks like a film um or at least i thought it did um it's just the the it, it just it looks like a pretty straight retelling of rebecca Mm. And that 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 worries me. Um, oh, what are you saying? Oh man, that's lovely. That's some lovely packaging. That is, isn't it? <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I, it, it looks like a very straight telling of Rebecca. But I I would question why would Ben Wheatley just want to do a straight retelling of Rebecca? Yeah. Um, that's it. So 
I I I remain I remain intrigued. I'll, I will watch anything that stars Lily James and Army Hammer and watch anything where it stars them in those clothes and in that setting. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit Ian Nip, this, isn't it? Mate, it is 100% Ian Nip. The sartorial supremacy of Army Hammer rears its head again. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think the trailer's a bit... It, it, it doesn't sell it, but I was already sold, so it doesn't need to sell it to me. <laughs> no, I mean, looking forward to October. Yeah. Uh, Broken Hearts Gallery, which I think is out this week. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I, I haven't seen the trailer, um, but... Do you know what? I'd happily spend 90 minutes watching that. If that's really? 94 minutes, it can go fuck itself. Um, we... We reviewing Broken Arts Gallery next week, then, are we? What's going on? It, it, assuming I can get to the cinema, who who knows? Well, it, 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 it's a it's a it's a maybe at the moment. <laughs> I think on that one, we'll see. We've got a few 109 minutes. That's way too fucking long. Oh, okay, all right. I still might go and see it. We'll see. Hmm. Um, yeah, but that's that, and then the next one is June. I want to try and find out what what Rebecca's doing because my old class has gone. Bex, what are you doing, Bex? Give it a second. Do you want me to come down? That be easier? So Becky is about ready. So I'm going to go downstairs, but I'm going to continue like a professional. I'm going to continue podcasting as I walk down the stairs. Oh, yes. Like a pro. Going to get all of my bits that I need. <laughs> a separate microphone that I have to hold separately. I have a glass that has some Pepsi in it in my pocket. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see how bad let's see how bad this goes. Um, so yeah, Ian, June trailer that we just watched. Spicy. It is spicy, isn't it? It's um. I mean, for, <laughs> you know, we knew it was expensive and we knew it had that cast. So I suppose you put two two and two together and it equals four. Looks brilliant. It looks brilliant. Yeah. I'm, I'm it little looks brilliant. Little worried about Timothy. Little bit worried about him as the as the hero. Yeah. Um. You know, like gender swap that shit and have Zendaya in that lead role, and you know, I'd be like, yeah, man, let's fucking uh, go. Yeah. I'd be more inclined to believe that Zendaya could pull that shit off than Timothy. Well, yeah, but supposed to be a hugely kind of capable guy at the start. Go. Well, Timothy. Yeah. I kind of just got the impression he was kind of like Oscar Isaac's son. They start picking off his like family members and stuff, and he's got to like grow up. Yeah, I think from from remembering from reading the actual book, because most of my June related memories are from the obviously the Lynch film, which isn't hugely accurate to the book anyway, but. Um, I don't think I think he's supposed to be quite coddled when yeah, events start out, and then he has to kind of man the fuck up. Yeah, if ever a guy looks like he needs to man the fuck up, it's Timothy Chalamet. Yes, it is. It I is. mean, he's 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 such a contradiction in terms because he constantly looks horny, but he also looks like an eight-year-old. Um, yeah. 
the thing about I have Timothy Chalamet is so far, and I've not seen him in, in, in that much. I think he's 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 good in it, Estella. Didn't have much to do, but I think he, I think he's he's good in it. Um, he's he's good in um, Coil by Your Name, but I think he's the third best thing in it. Exactly. Maybe the fourth best thing in it. After the peach. Uh, well, yeah, the peach is number one. That peach put some work. The in. peach put some serious fucking yeah. yards in it. Went to places it didn't need to go. And it did. Uh, Michael Stuhlberg and Army Hammer, fantastic. Um, I think he's actively terrible in Lady Bird, and I like the movie Lady Bird, but I thought he was atrocious in it. Um, but I, I thought he was alright in the hostiles. And I've not seen Little Women or Beautiful Boy yet, but apparently he's fantastic in Beautiful Boy. Dude, mm. Little Women, he's good. I will watch it at some point. But I, I think I mean, got potential. I think this could be the film that people go, oh, he's an actual actor, rather than he's, he's pretty in things. No, I think they're already that. I think they're already there. He, he's a little bit... He's, he's almost like what they wanted River Phoenix to be 30 years ago. Yeah. Can I just raise one point about the Doom trailer? There's a what? bit at the beginning where he says something like, what did you see? And Zendaya goes, I, I'm, I think she says Paul, but it sounds like she says balls. <laughs> so, I mean, it just does. I watched it through like three times to see if I was just being stupid, but it does. What did you see? Balls. <laughs> just put, putting that out there for next time you watch. I will certainly look out for balls. It it does sound like she says balls. So yeah. So how how far have you got without me? Where are we at? Trailers. Oh, literally trailers. Literally oh, trailers. Dude. Oh, I I've been I've been offloading, Bex. You should be so glad you haven't been around. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. What have you been offloading about? Oh, lockdown, trains, trains. Literally, that was the last trailer thing we've done. So we're about to we're about to head into. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking. I think we should do. I'm thinking of ending things first. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way while we're all while we're all still friends. <laughs> we'll be friends anyway. We're allowed to disagree. <sighs> so, I'm thinking of ending things. Is a film written, uh, directed, and produced by Charlie Kaufman, um, based on a book, or is it a short story? Book. It's a book. Uh, stars Jesse Plemons, uh, Jesse Buckley, a uh, different Jesse though. It's, it's a different Jesse. They're not the same person. Though. No, but it's a different Jesse than the name spelling. Yes. So yeah, I'm just saying I'm not pronouncing it wrong. No. Well, Tony Collette and David Thewlis. Uh, what is the story? What is the story, Becky? Because I don't fucking know. Well. Obviously, we're all spoiler all the time because you have to kind of go backwards with with this story. Yeah. So, a aged janitor that is about to top himself is reflecting on his life and the events and the regrets that he has faced in his life. Yes, except we see this through from the other way. From the other way. So we see it from the start of the movie. Is, we see the mental play. That we he, see the mental play that he yeah. that he's that he's putting across. And so our guide through his mental um, anguish is um, Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons, who are a newly formed couple who are going to see Jesse Plemons 
parents for the day uh, because she's got to get back because she's got work and she's thinking of ending things. But she's thinking of ending different things. I think she's thinking of ending all things, isn't she? Becky, I'm not going to go in first. We've been talking for a lot. Now, I think it's fair to say people might know that me and Ian didn't like this movie. But you didn't mind it, did you? I actually really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Why? Because it's... Like, obviously, I've never been in that position. I don't know what goes through your mind when you're about to kill yourself. But I'm assuming that you do reflect on your life and you do imagine how things would have played out differently if certain things had been different and reflect on your regrets and things like that. And as a study of that, I think it works really quite well. And I think it's quite... It's thought-provoking in that in that way, in that... You know, he, he he could have gone off on a completely different path. He could have had a completely different life. She, obviously, on, on a shallow level, she is the girl he didn't approach and talk to. Um, so he she's there, basically. He's imagining what his life would have been had he approached her in that bar or in that cafe where she was a waitress. Because, obviously, her backstory is open to interpretation, as is her name throughout the movie because it changes mm. at least three times um, because he doesn't know what any of those things are. So he, he, he is free to make them up as, as he wants. But there's obviously a point where he's come across her and he's not approached her. And that's why she's there. Right. So you, so it, 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 it's one of those things, I think, where when we often say it on the podcast, uh, I often say it on the podcast, if a movie gets you, um, then it gets you, mm. um, and it, it sounds like the, 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 the movie did actually um, did actually get you. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I really really enjoyed it, and I will watch it again. Um, but then we were talking about like the Kaufman stuff, weren't we? Afterwards, and your I've not seen Anomalisa, so I can't comment on that. But I like Synecdoche. Yeah. I like um, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one we mentioned? But it's not actually him. Oh, um, fuck. One that he wrote but didn't direct. There's been we, a few. That we, that we mentioned, though, earlier. Adaption? No. It wasn't that. Oh, Bing John Malkovich. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 do, I do quite like it. So it's... I don't know. I think maybe he's either a person you can kind of get on with or not right Ian do you get on with Charlie Kaufman before this movie to an extent yes um ever so sorry for being distracted I've just done one of the most embarrassing things uh in my professional career that I think I uh, ever have um uh, uh Mark is aware Becky you might that's <laughs> Mark you might want to show Becky um Um, sorry, I'm going to have such a fucking explanation for the other managers in my work tomorrow. Um, it's fine. <laughs> oh, Ian. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just. The cat's one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've done it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's fine. It's not, it's not like a problem or anything. It's, it's just, it's funny. More... It's all right, listeners. 
It's not a dick pic. No, no, and I mean it's it's nothing like it's nothing like like lose job worthy or anything. It's just fucking embarrassing. Um, uh, and, uh yeah, no, I um I. <laughs> I got on. I, 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 to an extent, I get on well with um, Charlie Kaufman. I, um, it's a mixed bag. Really like being John Malkovich, and I really like adaptation. I'm kind of fascinated to watch them now to see whether I would still like them. Um, Synecdoche, New York. I just, uh, it was a little bit whatever for me. In, in all fairness, um, Anomalisa, I, I thought was actively annoying. Um. My feelings on this film started with, for me with the opening titles that are so fucking tiny that it's like he's already try, trying to push buttons. Um, and I mean, the you're film... a fan who's a fan of big title cards, aren't you? No, I mean, I'm, but the thing is, I'm not a fan of big title cards because I find it hard to see things. I'm a yeah. fan of big title cards because of I, I just like big things, I suppose. I don't know. Um, but it, it, it just automatically, it was like, Oh fucking hell! Why? Just why do that? <laughs> and yeah. all through the film, I'm just thinking, what? Why? Why is someone giving him money to do this? Why am I watching this? Am I supposed like what? What exactly? What issues is he trying to work through? Or is he just basically going, look at me, I'm Charlie Kaufman. Look at all this random fucking bollocks I can do. And Becky, like to be clear, lots of people fucking like this film. And this isn't a comment on you specifically, Bex. But people who love Charlie Kaufman generally must be fucking exhausting. Um... And I know you're not exhausting, Bex. So, like, and I, I you know, it, it, it's just the reaction to this film online has slightly grinded my gears a little bit. But I, I, I have watched the film. And to be clear, at first I said, I don't want to review this this week. <laughs> I straight up said, I don't want to review it. And then I just thought, you know what? No, I need to watch it. So then I watched the whole thing. I was I was gonna watch it like myself because I was quite looking forward to it and then you were like oh, I don't know if I can get through the rest of this film and Mark was like if Ian doesn't watch it we don't have to watch it and I was like I actually kind of want to. I, I, I was also I think my my reasoning for that was Becky if it's winding Ian up imagine how much it's going to wind me up. <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I, absolutely. Um, I just. I swear, I'll be honest, I switched off, but that's a fault of Charlie, for me, in my subjective view, that's a fault of Charlie Kaufman for not keeping me engaged. So you may well say, well, okay, you switched off, so obviously you didn't really understand what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but no, that bollock, that fucking bollocks at the end, where it's that pig talking to the old man, and then Jesse Plemons sings the song from fucking Oklahoma, no. I'm out. No, 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 Even no, you no. There, you were getting bored. To be fair, that was because I needed to get changed to go to the doctors. But you were still getting bored. I wouldn't have been had I not been in a rush. Mm. I was Just, fine with it. No. Jesse Buckley, I think, 
and I, I I know we I think we disagree on this, Mark. I I think she's really good in this. Like the sheer different kind of characters she has to play. And to be fair, I I kind of uh, Jesse Blemons I, I think is a more consistent like a straight line through through the film, and that's that's the intention. I think he's really good in it as well. I, I, Jesse Buckley's doing some interesting shit here, and the way that she kind of like morphs into different characters at times. You know, when she goes on that massive rant about the film and turns into Pauline Kale, and it kind of came out of nowhere, but it also kind of felt like she was building up to it. I, I, I thought she was very, very, very good. I really like Jesse Buckley, um, and she's going to win an oscar at some point i don't think she's necessarily ever going to be a household name um because you know because of factors of hollywood um but i think she will get an awful lot of critical attention she's gonna be she's gonna be huge in film twitter circles and that's that's wonderful um david fulis i liked tony collette is basically doing what tony collette now seems to be doing and that's it, 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 it's a very Tony Collette role. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I lost my patience with it quite severely. I won't. I, you know, I'm not going to go saying it's like the worst film of the year or anything like that because the strength of the performances, I think, and you know, it looks really nice as well. It's entirely Charlie Kaufman, and he's the main creative force behind this film. So I am fuck this movie and fuck you charlie kaufman for making me watch two and a quarter hours of this um but yeah i i there's there's bigger things in the world to be worried about in 2020 than charlie kaufman making a fucking film that i really actively did not like um which is maybe why i'm not going off but Fuck you, Charlie Kaufman. Mark, what do you think? It it it's it classed on uh, on the Wikipedia as a psychological thriller. I would say it's more of a psychological horror. As in, it's horrible a lot. No, it's a man facing his death face head on and dealing with what that throws up for him. A really boring alternative life. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I didn't get that from it at all. What I got from it was Charlie Kaufman constantly telling you how smart he is. And I, I just, I don't fucking care. But I think it was, that works in this scenario, but, though, right? because Jesse Plemons' character, Jake is trying to kind of justify how smart he is, but he's not that smart, so it's all from quotes and right, things that, he's read. That, that, and... that, that's fine. That's fine. And I, I can see that. But... That's like somebody trying to explain how great a cook they are by just cooking other people's food all the time. It, it doesn't... that Doing that, but he wrote it. And there's nothing else to it. There's nothing else to all of that. It is a... It, it's it's a six-form common room of, of psychology and of quotes and of throwing all these fucking different names out. And it, it, it's, a, it's a 62-year-old man who's made this. And it's just... It, it drips in I'm the smartest man in every room and it was nails down a fucking chalkboard for me throughout the entirety of it. There's, right, 
literally, if you took all of the time, right, that they're in those in the car driving, and essentially big chunks of it are Jesse Buckley reciting other people's words, right? Literally, I fucking cut and paste something somebody would get would get fucking failed for in a writing class because it's just well you didn't write that you just took it off somebody else right you could have taken the entirety of a fucking great welsh accent tom hardy talking about a concrete par that was more interesting than their fucking road trip the point in this he's trying to imagine to a conversation. You. no he's trying to imagine a conversation between him and the intelligent person that he's imagined that this girl that he's seen right, once that, is which is fine but he's not intelligent enough to build it himself right and I, I, I see that but the problem is you can do that but if you keep on repeating that over and over again and getting people to watch it and you're there going nothing else is happening other than this which is a boring version of his mind but then you're showing me out you're showing me you're, you're showing me mm. how boring this man's mind is and then try to convince me that he maybe shouldn't kill himself it's oh I, no i don't agree i think that and i i think that jesse Clemens is a great actor i've not seen jesse buckley enough to comment on it but apparently she's great and i can see why she'd be great here and she is doing interesting bits by by bouncing around her voice a little bit because it kept, I, at first i thought her voice has dropped here. It's changed. She's not nailing this American accent. And then it came to a different bit. And I was like, oh, no, wait a minute. It's, it's clearly intentional because she's going to a third different one now. Mm. And then now she's gone back to that first one. All right. That's fucking, that's interesting. And a demeanor completely. Yeah, and a demeanor change. Yeah. And a hair change a little bit. So, I'm thinking, all right, that's interesting. And then I started, like, paying attention to the movie again and going, oh, wait a minute. No, it's fucking not. So... so- I and 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 Bex, honestly, I'm not, I'm I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand the film. So, is it the what what exactly is going like from when Jesse Buckley is walk walks into the school? Mm. What is your interpretation of what is happening in the story there? Because I I just I just could not connect the dots. I think just 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 everything is is in his imagination i think the closer he gets yeah. to actually okay. topping himself the closer the, they, they the get, closer to, him, they get, to, get, get yeah. to him yeah and then obviously she meets the janitor which is the yeah. real him now and but she never takes her shoes off that did bother me take your wet shoes off just clean the floors take yeah. your fucking shoes off bitch yeah and then you have the dance sequence on i it. quite like the interpretive dance but, I'm fine, again, with the interpretive dance sequence that shows you through an alternative version of their... What is it? Right? Except we've just watched two and a bit hours of their the, the, the interpretation of their life. And now you're going to show us it in interpretive dance as well, right? But it would have been far more interesting to have done something with Plemons and uh, Jesse Buckley doing that. No, so people that can dance. But, but, right, but but then it, it just it it. Uh, uh, do you know what? No, I'm sorry. It's fucking bullshit by a filmmaker who desperately wants to be quirky, but just is too fucking bland to be quirky. So it's, I. It is it is somebody trying to do what David Lynch does by okay. thinking that they can do what David Lynch does 
But David Lynch has no idea what he's doing 90% of the time. It's not Lynchian at all. I think it's trying to be there. I don't, I don't know that it is. It's an adaptation of a book, and it's apparently so, quite close to the book. I, I am very glad that you got something for it, uh, from, from it. Um, I, I really am, because I, what is always interesting with, with films like this, uh, that just I don't get, I'm always interested to talk to somebody who did get it, to see if it's just that I'm missing something. And occasionally no, no. It, it can absolutely be that. I don't think it is with this one. I just think it's a boring as fuck movie. No, honestly, right, years ago, I watched a short film on like YouTube or Vimeo or whatever, was about a guy who seemed to have a bit of a lonely life. And then he met a girl and it's kind of almost like going through like little snapshots of their relationship. And it leads up to when they get married and then as soon as it says you may kiss the bride it cuts back to him jerking off in the shower and then a cum face nice and i'm kind of thinking like is that basically i'm thinking of ending things (laughs) yeah that's a that's the happier version i'm thinking of anything i think part of it also is bex is that aesthetic that aesthetic that they choose is i find it horrible to look at oh it's a beautiful and all that fucking like like a slightly nightmarish version of a Wes Anderson movie. It, <laughs> that is just it. Yeah, it, oh, it, it, I decorate my house with wallpaper like that. I burn that house down. <laughs> I burn that motherfucker down. I love a creepy wallpaper. And then, and then when you're sitting going, what happened? God, I fucking told you not to put that fucking wallpaper up. One big fucking glass house, one room. We have to have two separate houses. We? we have very different interior design. <laughs> what is it? Uh, now, I, 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 again, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Uh, and that's why I don't want to shit on it too much. But yeah, I, 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 I think it is. Can I make it even worse? It, it, it's, it's incredibly smug, and I can't, I can't cope. I can cope with every emotion of filmmaking. Smug filmmaking bugs the shit out of me. Too right. That didn't feel smug. No. The only there's only one type of smug filmmaker I can come up with. McGee. But what? McGee. It is not even not even McGee. I don't even think he's smug. I think I think he's just like. I was so baby to do his shit. Um, it is bear. It's about the only smug filmmaker I can come up with because I think he's smug about. Look, I know this is shit, but look how much money it makes. That is. Look how smart I am. Do you want me to make it worse? Go on, what? Out of all the Kaufman films that we've actually mentioned, I think this is probably my favourite. I only like one Kaufman movie, and the last time you watched it, I really fucking struggled with it. Was that Eternal Sunshine? No, it's being John Malkovich. I can't watch Eternal Sunshine, because do you know what? I think it's quirky shite. Um, I hated it when we watched it at the cinema back in. Um, yeah, and I fucking despised adaptation. Yeah, I, I just don't think Charlie Kaufman's for me. I don't think he's tuned. To, I don't think my ears tuned to, to him. But I think yours is a little bit more. So you can watch Annalisa on your fucking own. <laughs> I didn't want to watch Annalisa. So you're definitely not shit, I'm guessing, Becky. Yeah. Right, uh, Ian, where are you on it? <laughs> yeah, definitely shit. But I can't. If I compare this to like The Grudge. Nah, but then again, The Grudge was pre-COVID, so who's to say? I'd prefer to watch The Grudge again. 
I yeah, I mean to be fair, I'd prefer to watch the grudge again because it's shorter. It would yeah, take that's, less that's, of my that's, life. That's I read it behind it is I'm thinking that, that literally at one point we had to pause that movie and I turned around to Becky and went, "There's an there's an hour and twenty minutes left." No, you initially freaked out because you thought it said 120. I, I, I didn't initially freak out because I thought it said 120 minutes, and <laughs> I, at that point, I, at that point, I very nearly thought, "I can't do this." I did offer the option, didn't I? Yeah, but I thought I've go, got to. That's my com- just go away. That's my commitment to this show. Turned around him around to him at one point. Um, I think it was the ages like a road to hell thing, and oh, you can't say that. And she went, "No, no, you're right. Ages a road to heck." And I laughed and looked across at Mark and just like rolled his eyes. And I was like, "Right, you're not even fucking trying to enjoy this film anymore, are you? You're not even trying to get anything out of it. Just, just either go away or." Just sort your face out. It, it mentions the phrase big sky as well, which annoys oh. the fuck out of me. Big sky. Yeah. Of course it's big. It literally is everywhere. But it feels bigger when you can see more of it. If you're in like a city and you can just see the patch between the skyscrapers above you, then it doesn't feel like a big sky, does it? Yeah, because it's everywhere. No, but you can't fucking see it. So? It's still there. It's so obtuse. Stop it up shoes. It the sky is everywhere. Uh, so our audience poll, um, definitely not shit, 14%. Touching cloth, 29%. Shit, 43%. And Geostorm, 14%. Yeah, all over the fucking place. I, I, I get that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, CS3P Combat. Player one. Choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Round one, fight! Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. no just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's Untapped podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, Keep drinking, you dum-dums. Ian, what have you been watching? I need, I need a wee. Becky, what have you been watching? Hang on. I can knock on my own about things. You are? Yeah, so you're, you're, you're big fib. Oh, you're watching TV stuff when you're on. Uh.
Have you? I watched, but I'm a cheerleader. Did you? I did. When I, when that came up and I went, but I'm a cheerleader, you kind of shrugged and went, oh, am I? I didn't. You did. Oh, is that something else? Yeah. Well, what, what do you think? What, what is it? Um, so basically, what's her face? Uh, uh-huh. Tasha Leon. Oh, the Tasha Leon one. Yeah. Oh. I mentioned it to you a few weeks ago that I wanted to watch it, and you were like, mm, "What's on your?" I think it confused someone else. Um, it's basically she's a cheerleader. She's got a boyfriend. She dresses in like nice dresses, and she's a Christian, and she's got very nice parents and stuff like that. And then, um, she gets home well she's driven home from school by her boyfriend one day very slowly because he's obviously waiting for a certain signal um and her friends and family have staged an intervention because they think she's gay um so they send her to a um a homosexual rehabilitation camp yeah basically um so very kind of a lot of these movies I was going to say very miseducation of Cameron Post but funny um and she it basically highlights the stupidity of putting a load of people that are struggling with their sexuality together and just kind of like trying to convert them back they are with other like-minded people so is she gay yeah, yeah, yeah. All she right, she, she's gay. Well, she, she doesn't realise she's gay at the start. But oh, but then... she does. It, it, it's a full, um, what's that, that um, in and out, the um, Kevin Klein movie? I don't know, I've not seen it. Yeah, see, in and out, Kevin no. Klein movie. Quite good. But yeah, basically, she's not gay when she goes in. Oh, she is, but she's not, like, she's not confronted it. She's not realised yeah. it. And then being there makes her realise, oh, actually, I am gay. And then she falls in love with Claire Duval. Um who is in there and she knows is this another naughty movie by any chance so of course so. got Claire Duval in there um, and she is Claire Duval plays some music edgy no 1999 oh, she right. is edgy yeah she um, is is she a bit moody does she wear black does she have a chubby chin no I think that's the other one there's another character that's more edgy than Claire Duval oh she probably got there before Claire Duval Claire Duval all, all throughout filming that I'll have been looking at chubby chin thinking so basically she Natasha Leon finds two of the boys that are there kissing in like <gasps> the main office. But they're boys! But she grasses on them. <gasps> and Fucking I would wear. One of them gets kicked out for initiating it. Um, and then uh, bu- 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 there's a anti. Oh God, I can't even remember what the, 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 the rehabilitation centre place is called. Um, but there's a couple of guys that live nearby that had attended it previously. So they're post, post gay. So they they went to the camp and they got to be post gay, which is like cured. And then they are now post, post gay because they've gone back to being gay. And what they do is they break people out of camp and take them to a gay club called Cocksuckers um, <laughs> to, to show them that there's a different way to deal with being homosexual than just try to convert yourself back to being straight. Do you know what? I might watch this. It's really good. I might watch this. It sounds it sounds quite good. I, I think when you said what it was, I think I thought it was something else. I would happily rewatch it with you. Oh, I, might, really I, might, I might watch that. It's, it, it, sounds, it sounds like it could be a decent amount of fun. All right, I won't say any, any more about it. Then. All right, then. Yeah, um, very good. Um, and then I think everything else we've watched together. Ian, what have you been watching? I don't know if Ian's back yet or not. Ian, you're back. 
Hi. Hello. Can you not hear me? Can hear you now? Yes. Oh, okay. Are you back? I'm back. You want to do your what we've been watching, and then me and Bex will do the, the couple we've got together. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, so I've only I've only watched the one because uh, been playing a lot of Tony Hawk and a lot of the Avengers game. Um, which is surprising considering I thought the beta was shit. Yeah, you really didn't like the beta, did you? It's been the um. It, 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 it's been what people have been saying about it, though, to be fair. So, like, uh, when the game came out, people were saying, do you know what, the single player is actually, the story is actually really good. It was like, oh, fuck it, go on then. So I bought a physical copy because it was like, okay, well, I can put it on eBay if I don't like it and, you know, get most of my money back. And, um, yeah, the single player is really good. Um, I mean, like, uh, Tony Stark is voiced by the same guy who voices Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series. So it's just like... Could you not? Yeah, even... it, 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 he's a big gamer voice. I think he did he he all the voices in Black Ops and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah, he, he's all over the place. But he he basically sounds like him, which is a little bit distracting. And it has still got the Mexican non-union equivalent MCU like it, it, it characters. Like yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're not Robert Downey Jr. Chris Hemsworth, like four, looks like Jeff Bridges in this. That's awesome. Um, of, of like four footage and he doesn't doesn't look right none of them do none of them do um but it i don't know as very very absent-minded smash buttons make things go boom it's quite entertaining and it focuses on um miss marvel um so you basically primarily play as her as you try to reunite the Avengers. And uh, she's really, she's fun. She's a really, really nice character. It actually makes me more interested in the um, the Disney Plus series they're doing for Miss Marvel now that I know the character a bit more. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been playing a lot of that and, and Tony Hawk and uh, generally just, to be fair, like actually like, meeting up with people and stuff like that as well so there hasn't been that much time for films but i did watch one film which is a film i teased mark with earlier or actually i think maybe put it in the bastards chat cannot believe it's taken me as long to see this as it has and it has me very excited for the impending sequel which is supposed to be on netflix in december um i watched john landis's coming to america for the first time <laughs> fuck off you'd never seen coming to america no Oh, fucking holy shit balls. So that was the first time. I, I'm getting a little bit excited here. Oh, yeah. So that was the first time that you heard the royal, your, the royal penis is now clean. <laughs> the royal penis is now clean. The barbershop. I tried tying my so- shoelaces once. It was not it, 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 it was not a good. Ex- it was a disappointing experience. Muhammad uh, Ali is 136 years old. Yeah. Fuck that that the Muhammad Ali and Cassius Clay conversation with the Joe Brazier is ninety-eight years old, Muhammad Ali is hundred and thirty-six years old. Fucking kills me every time I watch it. That you know, film. Talking, Becky, because you're you're away on Saturday night, aren't you? And I couldn't work out what I was watching. I fucking know what I'm watching now. Oh no, I'll watch that with you. We'll watch that another night. Oh fuck you. I'm going to sleepover. And nearly 40 years old. It's really exciting. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Ian. I jumped in there. No, Couldn't no, have I mean, your first ever watch. What did you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? Like, it's so fucking funny. Um, 
the 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 fucking McDowell's thing, <laughs> where it's like I've got like uh, I've got two beef patties, I've got onions, pickles, ketchup. Blah, blah, blah. McDonald's have a sesame seeded bun. My bun has no seeds. <laughs> I don't. I don't just something about that. Where he's so proud of of copying McDonald's, but just having an unseeded bun. <laughs> It's just a brilliant, weird bit of comedy. I mean, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it's... um Sexual chocolate? Yep, se- just at the end where he's like, sexual chocolate! It just fucking throws his... <laughs> I mean, I know, I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, fair play. Like, Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy are, are really doing some shit with that the, those makeup effects. I mean, the soul is incredible i mean like the bit at the end in the post credits where he's got the extra bit you can kind of see the eddie murphy in there but aside from that he's fucking unrecognizable it's incredible um and yeah i I, arsenio hall is such good support as well the um the bit towards the end where james Earl jones is like you've disgraced you've disgraced us you will uh as punishment you will stay in the waldorf astoria it's Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, no, I mean, it's um, just the, um, um, when James Hill Jones comes back, you know, comes to America, it's like, uh, oh, your, your son's working at my restaurant. My son works. I, I just, and then that, that, the, the, the scene in the house, sorry, I'm just reciting bits, but it's brilliant. The scene in that, uh, in their house where he, uh, he comes looking for his son, and the fucking the dog is there, just looking from like one side. Whenever anybody comes in from either side, it's just the dog fucking turning and looking. I just there's such small bits throughout the entire film that just make me fucking howl. And uh, yeah, I it's that this this new one's gonna be fascinating. And it's interesting that it's you know it's supposed to be like we're thinking what Netflix in December and there hasn't been anything about it yet. Um. It, it seems like it's um it's completed and whatnot, but like is Rick Baker gonna be back? Are they gonna be pulling more shit like that? Apparently, um, it, it, it Murphy has said that he he wants it to be he wants it to be made if they're gonna do it, they want it to make it in the spirit of a coming to America sequel. So he didn't want it, he, he wanted it to be he didn't want it to be like Nutty Professor and things like that when it was too much over the top. Mm. Just wanted it to be. Fuck it, let's go back. Let's go back to what worked, not to what I got carried away with. Yeah. Okay. Good Eddie Murphy back then. Well, if, if Dolomite is my name, is anything to go by? Mm. Yes. Yeah, because it's Craig Brewer doing this as well, isn't it? So yeah, um, yeah and uh, so Arsenio Hall's back. Um, and what? So did I, I read the synopsis? He goes to America to find his son or something like what? What? I know what that the film is scheduled release in theaters. In December. Oh fuck off! That's happening. What? Really? The theatre is December eighteenth. Paramount Pictures. Right. Um. And yeah, what's the synopsis of this one? Uh, like... After the events of the first film, former Prince Akim um, Jaffa is set to become king of uh, Zamandu when he discovers he has a son he never knew about in America. A street-savvy Queen's native named Lavelle, um, honouring his royal father's dying wish to groom his son as crown prince, Akeem semi-set off to America once again. But, 
So who the, who did he who did he have sex with then? I, I reckon they're gonna work that out. Out there, it'll be some fucking prostitute or something like that. Well, <laughs> and I'm not saying that for what is it? That is probably what it's gonna end up being. He accidentally had sex with a prostitute or something like that. Yeah. 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 All right. No. no fair enough. I, yeah. I mean, I, I bang up for it. Um. No. Yeah. I just. I like I say. I can't believe it took me as long as it did to uh, to watch it. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you've got some of the cast of this. <laughs> James L. Jones is back. Wesley Snipes, Tracy Morgan, John Amos, Leslie Jones plays uh, the kid's mom. <laughs> that's that, I, I, I have a feeling that's going to be good. With John Amos being back as well, like that, yeah. I mean, he he does some fucking solid work in coming to America. Um, yeah, all right, brilliant. And Wesley Snipes is in it. Fuck it, go on then. Wesley Snipes uh, plays. Um, Where's he playing? Where's he saying he's playing Amani's older brother? Is Amani the no? Because the girl he got with was Lisa. So who the fuck's that then? Don't know. All right. Well, regardless, I yeah, very very much looking forward to coming to America. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Can't believe it took me so long. It, it it will be getting repeat watches now. I've now I've watched that first time. Like that first twenty minutes or so in Zamunda is fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the film is great, but that first twenty minutes or so is amazing. It's it's, it's fantastic. I, I I adore that movie. In that era, Eddie Murphy is just he is he is ridiculously good. But he had a good mm-hmm. sort of four or five years where it was like he's insanely good from. 40 hours through to, I would say, maybe Boomerang. Makes it all the more disappointing when he went shit, though. Yeah, it, it, it did, but he had some great stuff out there. Beverly Hills Cop, I, I genuinely like... I, I don't think I like Beverly Hills Cop until I watch Beverly Hills Cop, and it fucking cracks me up. Yeah. And then Beverly Hills Cop 2 is probably just as good. Coming to America's on Netflix. It is, yeah. We could watch that tonight. You're right. Uh, what else do we watch back? Um, so we watched... Mark had had a bad day, hadn't he? I had a bad so day, yeah. Becky decided to make him his favourite meal and let him watch St Elmo's Fire. Now, I love St Elmo's Fire. Don't I, as a film. You really do. I, yeah. I absolutely adore this you, movie. You, you shout sing the song in my face a lot as yep. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you, you've had a mixed relationship with this movie, haven't you? I'm always just like, do you know what? It's fine. It's it, it's fine. It, they're, they're very indulgent, wealthy, privileged kids being wealthy and privileged post-college for the most part. Like, there's there's some of them that are kind of not doing quite as well as others, but none of them are really fucking struggling, are they? And it's all just a bit like, it just feels a bit wah to me. Like, get a grip. You, fucking Jules, with your great job in the bank, you just lost it because you were fucking your boss. That's, that's on you. She lost it because she's a cocaine addict. Well, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's not relatable. No, I'm... It, but I think it, it, it. A lot of the personal stuff they're dealing with, I guess, is a little bit more so than the 
the actual than than the work stuff, I guess. Like the fact that they've all come out of college and got good jobs straight away, and they've got like apartments, and with the exception of um, what's his face, the pretty one, blah blah, um, and his and his wife and his trailer or whatever he lives in, he's a trailer. The fact that he can't keep a job and stuff like that. That's more relatable to people nowadays. But I think you look at a different time as well. I think you've you've not been able to associate with the time yeah, frame that's true. of that. I think it's well, also that's it. like it was. It's based. It's in the eighties. Yeah, it's mid eighties. Yeah, during that eighties kind of capitalist boom. It, it's the yuppie boom. Yeah, we were maximum. I was maximum seven years old in the eighties. So it's not really something I can look and go. Oh, yes, I remember this happening. I don't remember. I, I, I think maybe I think so. I suppose one of those films, like something like um, like a lot of the John Hughes movies, um, or a lot of the Kevin Smith movies for people now, and things like that, where I think it, it, it depends on when you saw them. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I, I didn't see Sarah almost by until a few years ago. Yeah, whereas I saw it when I was like maybe 12, 13 years old. Mm, that um, makes sense. And so it, 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 it hits you in different ways. Yeah. I still adore it. I still think it's, there's, it's there's fantastic. There's no nostalgia there for me with it. So I think that, that does damage it in the same way, like you say, with like Breakfast Club. If you watched it for the first time as like a proper grown-up, you'd be like, it's fucking kids whining about little bitches. Yeah. We also rewatched uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, we? we did. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna do that closer to Death on the Nile, but, but yes. That, that is what I said to Becky. I said, "Shouldn't we do this closer to Death on the Nile?" And what did you say to me? Fuck off. Fuck off. Nice. <laughs> watch it tonight, Oida. <laughs> really wanted to watch it. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of rewatch, Bex? Really, really good. Like really, really good. I, I think um, on initial watch, I was, I was quite dubious. One, I didn't really want yeah. to watch it. Um, but then did enjoy it, but it was coming from a place of starting off being dubious, whereas I expected to enjoy it this time. And I knew the bits in there that were going to bother me were not going to bother me too much, like the Johnny Depp, because he dies really quickly, like Judy Dench, because she's not in it an awful lot, like Kenneth Branagh not being, what's his face? David Suchet. David Suchet. Like, I, I knew that. And I think he makes a really good Poirot, to be perfectly honest. See, I still really enjoyed it, but I enjoy, it, it, I'm now at the point where I'm like, right, I need a new one. Because yeah. I enjoyed it less this time than I enjoyed it the first time round. Uh, but, I, but I still really enjoyed it. Mm. But I, I really enjoyed it the first time round. So the first time round, I think I gave it four, four and a half stars. Yeah. This time I gave it three and a half. Because oh, it, 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 it dropped down for me a little bit. Did it? Yeah. It, it just... Is it because, do you think, because you knew the twist? So there wasn't Possibly, that yeah, of, yeah. Because I don't, I think that is a problem with our Agatha Christie stuff is that you can watch it once or you can read it once and you'll get a certain kind of satisfaction yeah. out of it. You'll never get that again. But, it's why, um, is it Mousetrap? Yeah. Is the ending to that is such a closely guarded secret is because it, it is, th- these kind of things literally have spoilers that will spoil it. Yeah, I, 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 I absolutely do think it is because of that. But it has made me go, but I am very up for death on that. Fuck yes. I am very, very up for that. And then finally, what was the last one we watched? It, it made me go and, and start looking at the RL novels that I could buy. Fair enough. Because I just want to read them. Go, 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 have it. Eighteen. Again. Yeah, we watched the 18, didn't we? Standard. Yeah. Nice. Oh. 
and the A team is fucking brilliant. It really is. It's great. just fucking brilliant. Mm. I'm not saying that much about excess work quite loads on here, but what are they doing? They're trying to fly a tank. <laughs> it, it is just fucking genius. I, I just. It, 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 I don't know how it, to respond to that. Thank you, Siri. I don't either. <laughs> um, if I if I ever, which won't happen, but if I ever did meet um, Joe Carnahan, right, um, and we're past all this COVID bit, we've all had vaccinations and they haven't killed us, um, right, I, I will just go. They're not going to kill you. They're not going to do fucking anything. Sorry. <laughs> I, I will. I will go. Go 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 go, Joe. Yeah yeah. Thank you. And when he, when I hug him and he goes, what's this for? I go, just the flying a tank moment. It's given me more joy than you can ever imagine. Yeah, it's good. That. It's just magnificent. I it, it When it came out, there was three movies that came out around, all in the same year, that were all vying for, for this title. And it was this, Losers, Losers and Ex- the first Expendables movie. Mm. Right? And my brain should be tuned to go, look, it's the Expendables. That's it's the best of a lot of them. Because of the, the overt Stallone-ness of it all. Right? I the one we've rewatched, the Lee. Yeah, I also adore The Losers. It's a brilliant movie and one of the best comic book movies. Yeah. Like, not comic book movies as in one of the best comic book movies better than Dark Knight, right? Dark Knight or anything like that, but actual movies that feels like a comic book. Yeah. The Losers is fantastic at that. Um, and I love that. But the A-team is just a five-star fucking banger for me. And if anybody argues with me about it, it will make me just go, do you know what? I don't care that you have no joy in your life and you can't take joy in this movie. That's fair enough. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. The A-team is absolutely great. So on to another movie that has no joy in its life. Uh, Mulan. (laughs) No, there's a movie that Disney hate. Yeah. Um, and so they have dumped it on their streaming service uh, and have tried to charge you £20 to watch it, even though in a few weeks you're going to be able to watch it for free on the same service. Um, so Mulan is directed by uh, Nick Cara uh, and stars People. I'm not going to butcher people's names. Just don't. Yifi Lu, Donnie Yen. Seymour, Jason Scott Lee. Did Jason Scott Lee play in this? Was he that guy? Don't he was, wasn't he? That guy. The, 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 the baddie. Fucking hell, it was Jason Scott Lee. Well, fair enough. So, Mulan. It is the story of Mulan from the cartoon. I haven't seen the cartoon either. The animated film. No. Nope, haven't seen it. I kind of, I, 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 I was done with Disney by that point. Yeah. Um. So what is the story on? Uh, Royal um, Imperial. Uh, is Jason's colleague the guy with the impressive eyeliner, the really bad bad guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. China is being Imperial China is being attacked by this rogue army led by a witch. Um. And Jason Scotley. Uh. I mean, really, it's the witch. Uh, it really is the witch, yeah. Um, who is powered by Chi. Um, <laughs> the um, Imperial Army then goes to each um, borough, is it? Village. Village, but they call them something else, don't they? Villages. No, they're not, they call them something else. No. Regions. 
Should, no, they do. They call them something else. They go to the villages and they need... But a... they call them something else. They don't just call them villages. They do. I, pr- I promise you they do. Okay. Um, and they are taking one male from each family. They can't take a male from um, Mulan's family because he's too old. So Mulan goes instead and pretends in the most hilarious way to be a boy. Uh, to hide the fact that, you know, she's a girl. And and she just straps her titties down. That's all she straps her titties down and puts her hair up, yeah. Sure. Um, and doesn't shower. Um, yeah. And then what would you have it when she unleashes the chi, they tell her to get out and then come back when they realise they need her. Um, Moolah. Oh, what? It is a little bit. It is a little bit like that. You're a disgrace. But we still need you. You can use the chi. But you can't use it to its full potential because she's being dishonest about who she is. So in order to beat the witch, she has to be honest about who she is. That's when the kids Yeah, I don't know, but I mean. Okay. Ian, what did you think to Mulan? I think Mulan's both interesting and utterly uninteresting. I think yeah. what Nikki Caro brings to it is one of the more individual visual styles that there's been to a Disney live action remake. Um, more so in the first third than the rest of the film. Um, it's a it's a very very high budget looking film. I think it's got the the sequence where she's getting doled up for like being presented early on doesn't feel like it, it it that doesn't feel like it's in a blockbuster movie at all if it, it feels much more indie in spirit and i quite enjoyed that um and i thought the action like choreography towards the start like that initial attack there's this one shot where the guys are like moving along and then they start walking up a wall and then the camera just kind of like tilts 90 degrees um yeah. like i, I awesome like that shot really stuck in my mind and i was thinking like they're doing some really fucking interesting shit with this film like visually and then they introduce gong lee and she's this kind of witch character but it's like you're on her side and for so long through the film it was like why is gong lee the bad guy i agree with her you know the Mulan character. It kind of feels like because they need to a- appeal to Chinese audiences and the Chinese government. It's very. This is what my government wants me. To, this is what my rulers want me to do. So well, I am going like to do it's a propaganda this. Film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this is what my rulers want me to do. So I'm a do that. And then you've got this witch who is basically powered by her own thoughts. And it's like, okay, yeah, I agree with her. I'm with her. And through the film, it was like, uh, je suis Gong Li. Um, you know, throughout the entire thing. And even at the end, I'm still je suis Gong Li because it's basically, all right then, Mulan, you haven't disgraced your, your people. You saved Jet Li because I don't know. Is he a good emperor? I don't know. He's the emperor, so let's follow him. Um, it, whereas, I mean, the, the thing is with 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 the cartoon Mulan, I liked Mulan in the animated Mulan. I don't particularly like Mulan in this one. I don't hate her. I fucking nothing her. Like, it's bland as baby shit, 
that character and that performance. Gong Li is doing some stuff and I like it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just, I very nothinged this film and I was quite disappointed. Becky. I really quite liked it, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't have any kind of like nostalgic love for the cartoon that's making me kind kind of hold back on liking the live action, whereas with some of the live action ones I have had. To be clear, um, I watched the, the the live action one for the first time this year. Sorry. Okay, fair enough. Um I, th- I think it's, I, th- I think the, same as you, I watched the animated one first time like a few months ago, um, and it's got kind of a, a kind of kick-assy feminist vibe to it, which the live action version doesn't. It is a bit more kind of, bland is probably a good word for it but I don't mean to be so negative um but it is very kind of white bread um but I think the baddies really good and the the baddies are all really good in this I like the baddies which I think is possibly not what you're supposed to get out of it um the the witch raised some very good points mm-hmm. um and she had that cool like white visor makeup situation going on as she well. did have a cool white visor makeup thing going on yeah so you are looking at it going i mean yeah all this is bad but you get to look fucking pretty bad after what you're doing mm, it mm. yeah and she turned into a fucking bird at one point and then she turned into a shitload of birds she did turn into a shitload of birds yeah. i think literally i think i grabbed your arm went she turned into a shitload of birds becky yeah you did do that yeah yeah um i think she can either turn into one big bird or many small birds and and, and when she was a, when she was a big bird she gave Fucking Jason Scott Lee, right? Shitty look at one point. Yeah, she did. Yeah. 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 That bird, that that bird was fucking was salty. Yeah. Salty. Salty. It was fucking. It was earning its stag that day. <laughs> but yeah, that, do you know? I liked it. It's it's a Disney movie. It's never gonna. Yeah, I think you I think you spot on right there. It, it, it... I I didn't hear it. It's. The problem is, I think Ian, you said it at first, didn't you? That it, it's it's both interesting and really dull at the same time. Mm-hmm. In the sense that when it's good and it's on form, it, it's it's a real it's a lot of fun. And like you said, the whole the getting her made up bit, um, and then her walking out and uh, joking with her sister and stuff like that. And there's a lot of visual. There's not a lot of they're not talking. There's a lot of visual sort of facial acting. Mm. That was it was really interesting. I was thinking, all right, this is this is cool. And then as the action thing, I'm thinking, right, they're doing some cool shit with the acting thing. But then it's almost like 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 somebody a, a Disney producer has been there going, oh, can we just rein it in a little bit though? But that, that's the it in a little I bit. I think it looks like a movie for grown-ups, so it's very easy to forget it's a live action adaptation of a kids movie but this is a kids movie I, I, that that's that's my thing this is a movie that 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 people think is um and, and what what disney are pitching it as is oh this is a movie where we're putting a female hero at the center it's the female empowerment it's to give young girls a hero and i fucking hope it does mm. right However, all right, Disney, is that what you're doing? Yep, yeah, that's what? what we're doing. Like, no, 
Actually, you're not. Fact you're trying to make money out of the Chinese market. You're what little girl is going to be inspired by this Mulan? Exactly. That 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 that's my point. Mm. Is it, it's not Disney. You're trying to exploit the Chinese market. That's that's all you're doing, and it, it, it it's the worst type of Disney fucking double play that they can do, because it, it this. Right, I found it. I, I was all right watching. It. I found bits of it funny. Um, it's a really nice image. <clears throat> there's some nice shots in it. Mm. It's a bit boring, the place. Gorgeous <laughs> fucking film. Gorgeous fucking film. Yeah. Sorry, but, it really is. But, but if I'm a fucking eight-year-old boy, I think I'd be more interested in it if I was an eight or nine-year-old boy than if I was an eight or nine-year-old girl. Mm. They're just not going to be interested. In it. But I do think it, it's a tad too. It's a bit too childish for like a, a martial arts movie about a girl that infiltrates the army and fights for the emperor, and it's a bit too pensive for a children's movie. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't think it, it, it sticks any fucking landing. Oh, I think that's really hard. Which, which it's I was really looking forward to. Yeah. I wanted a big fucking martial arts epic masquerading as a Disney film. <laughs> and that's what I thought we were getting. Mm. And what we got was a Disney film masquerading as a martial arts yeah. epic. Yeah. Um, that was that was made by people who wanted to make the other film, but produced by a company who wanted to make money. And it's this... This is a movie that, 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 that the, the talent behind it are all fantastic. Uh, the problem is the movie is, is is being run by the accountants. And that is the fucking problem by it. Did you say you watched this with Donna and Lottie? Well, I mean, I watched it with Donna. Lottie, like, if, if, if a film is not in a cinema, she's not interested. She'll watch, if she goes to a cinema, she will watch the whole film and she'll enjoy it. At home, no fucking chance. It's yeah. Um, no, I watched it with Donna, and Don was just like, "Yeah, it was all right." <laughs> you know, I mean that that that's that that that's the thing. It, it's like you look at how the film would have done if it actually came out. It would have done fine, and I I now understand why Disney Plus did this. Uh, why Disney did this because it's like, yeah, all right, trial a big in quote marks film which probably won't have a long tail you don't do it with black widow where that film will be in cinemas for a couple of months mulan will be in cinemas for a month and will then be gone i i i understand now yeah i i i I get it um i think they're more impactful um if they just dropped it on disney plus yeah. But I don't think they could have ever done that because then they'd have got accused of, of dumping it, which is what they have. They've dumped it and taken a chance that people might spend 20 quid on it. Mm. Or $30. Um, I mean, the it's... thing is, if I'd have seen it in a cinema, I would have been fine seeing this. I would have enjoyed yeah. seeing yeah. this in a cinema more than I enjoyed seeing it at, at, at home. Mm. I probably would never watch it again yeah, i yeah. probably won't ever watch it again but 
I don't like seeing the spectacle of it in a cinema because, yeah. like I say, I think the talent behind it is all very good and it's all doing the right thing. The problem is the accountants run the movie. You see, this is this is the thing that worries me about the whole kind of like films just like basically being on streaming and whatnot and becoming content. And it's exactly that. You see this in a cinema that those images on a large screen and that sound on big speakers. That that's something. And no, you're not going to repeat watch it, but people being used to watching these films in cinemas with that kind of experience they will value watching films because they get to see those images on a big screen if this just comes to disney plus and if future films come to disney plus it will devalue a lot of films don't get me wrong not all films but it will devalue a lot of films where it's just like now it's like yeah whatever if I it, like Mulan for me is like a, a very, very straight three out of five. Honestly, if I saw this film in the cinema, it probably would have been a three point five because yeah. I'd have had that big experience. The the cinema colors these things. So if you're watching this stuff at home, it it does devalue it. And over the course of time, that will make people think, well, why, you know, why am I pay, paying $20 for this? You know, and then it will be, I'm just watching it on a streaming service. And, it, and then cinemas will be, uh, studios will be like, why are we paying $200 million for this when they're just on a streaming service? And it, it kind of goes down and, pardon me, it goes down and down and down from there. It, it's, it, 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 yeah, I don't know. It, I, I'm Mulan is depressing. Yeah, the reason why certain movies cost a certain amount of money is because um, certain actors get paid a certain amount of money because it's drawing them into um, their name being attached to it will help people come in. The Rock, for instance, um, his movies make a lot of money because people want to go and see the latest Rock movie. Yeah. Um, like Ian says, we are for streaming things down the line. It, it's going to be, well, We've already got this. We've already got these people. They're already subscribed. We actually get as we actually get enough uplift in subscribers mm. to to warrant paying you another. What is that? Yeah. Because yep. it's just it, it's just there. So it'll be movies. They'll start. They'll, they'll basically stop spending as much on movies, and it'll be the content it will get. And it won't be in two or three years. It wouldn't be in two or three years time. It'd be over a decade. Yeah. But it, it would go. And we'd end up looking at something and going, oh, this is basically just prime TV stuff. Mm. And it will it will be that. Oh, I want to make this movie because it's epic. It's like, all right, could we just do it as a series, like four parts? Well, no, I want to make it as a movie. We'll put it as four parts, though. Well, no, I want to do it as a movie. Well, tell you what, we won't give you the money unless you do it as four-part series. Mm. It'll, it'll just get like that. I, I'm glad that the Moonlight experiment hasn't worked for them. Yeah. Because it means they won't do it with other things. Makes me sad, but it's... But I, 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 I don't like the fact that it happened with Moonlight. Yeah. No, I mean, th- 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 this is to think, from a financial point of view, I'm doing a bit of reading up on this. Apparently, the extrapolation is that it, it looks like it made 
about 35 million dollars like opening weekend plus 5 million in international territories where it actually released so you're looking at 40 million dollars on a film that was budgeted at 200 million dollars um and now that people have kind of got their premier access and got that out of the way are people at least after the next couple of weekends going to go yeah, all right, then I'll pay twenty dollars for that, and I can just wait two and a half months. The people who paid now are the people who want to see it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's there's, there's, so, there's, yeah, there's nobody after after that weekend, nobody else is paying twenty quid to see that movie. No. Exactly. Exactly. That's not making twenty quid in October. No. Exactly. So it does look. I mean, like you look at trolls. That motherfucker made uh, is is in in the black and why is that because it costs less and because it was right in the heart of lockdown so if if this unfortunately what this probably means is if the way of the world is going the way it is and you know cinemas don't open up or cinemas close and whatnot then things will just get further delayed rather than pushing to to pvod um there is no i i you know I, i i i would bet money now on Black Widow, no fucking way coming out on Disney Plus first. Oh god, no. No, no fucking way. I, no way. I I can't see them doing this again. No. The only way it happens is if things get so bad that it's like, right, we don't think cinemas close and they're not going to be open to six months to a year. And then that impacts the other Disney plus Marvel shows. Yeah. And, well, and then I can like, see them going, look, here's Black Widow. Give us a tenner. <laughs> yeah. It's here's Black Widow because we need to give you Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision because it plays into Black Widow because we need to have content coming out to give people get people subscribing to Disney plus that that that's it but for me like if they're going to do localized lockdowns and if if things are going to be fluid in the US they release these things they'll have a lot longer tail in this ironically they'll have a lot longer tail in the cinemas and then they'll come straight to Disney plus there won't be necessarily a buy it there may be this also you can buy it on itunes or you can stream it on disney plus not you buy it on itunes or two months later you stream it on disney plus it's one or t'other you know so you've got your cinema release so they can say it's out they make their money there two months later it's on disney plus and they can keep their tv shows flowing as well it's yeah. it, it's a fucking mess but this experiment didn't work, and I feel sorry for the 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 the, uh, the Asian community who wanted to see this on a big screen and see them themselves represented. I very you know um the uh, uh, the, the the Marvel film that, that that's coming up. Um, yes, um, I, I have so Shang Chi. I'm ever so sorry. It's I've, I've had a bit to drink, as you can probably tell by now. That film will hopefully come out in cinemas, be have a huge splash, and will give give what people were wanting. Um, it hasn't worked. It's it's not going to be a money maker for Disney, but for the future of the theatrical experience, that's a good thing. Unfortunately, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I agree with you. It's not a movie. I, I, I feel sorry for the movie, but I don't feel sorry for Disney. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our audience books. I don't, I, I'm definitely not shit on it. Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely not shit. It, Mild, it, definitely not shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a mild one, but it is definitely not shit. I, I couldn't say it was touching class or even shit. Sure. Our audience poll, definitely not shit, 33%. Touching class, 50%. And shit, 17%. There you go. Uh, we do have a couple of questions. So let me just find them, because that would help if I can read them out. So, uh, Rick Kidd, at Rick JK. Uh, after Colin Farrell in the Batman trailer and watching Charlie Theron in Monsters recently, what other roles have made you go, oh shit, that, I didn't recognise them? Well, Jason Scott Lee in Moolah, for me. The guy in Coming to America, for me. <laughs> Oh, um, not Edmund Rachel Wood. Aaron. Taylor Johnson. Yes. In Tenet, yeah, you, you, you didn't recognise him, right. did you? No. no. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, there's, there's one out there where I've gone, holy fuck, that. Oh, shit. No, I can't think. But yeah, the Jason Scott Lee one blew my mind just then. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the, I, 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 yeah, Mark DeCascos in uh, John Wick 3 as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I was I, I, I was literally I was like, where the fuck do I know this guy from? And then about half was like, oh, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> because because he's not, he, he's a he's a 90s genre martial arts star. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, 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 I watched a lot of his movies. So... To see him in a big fucking, yeah. you know, big fucking budget, proper R-rated action blockbuster was like, this is fucking cool. And he's clearly enjoying the shit yeah. out of it as well. So wonderful. There's loads for me. There's so many times when we're watching films and stuff, you're like, what are you doing on your phone? Nothing. I'm checking on IMDb to see where I know that guy from. And I wait until just before the page loads and go... <laughs> yeah, I hate when you do that. Yeah, you do hate when I do that. I'm a prick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, John McGrath throws four questions at us at once. Um, number one, favorite Japanese film? Rashomon. Huh? Rashomon or Akiru? I know it's Kurosawa, but you know, hey. Becky, what's yours? I think Howl's Moving Castle. Is it? Mm. Mine's Seven Samurai. Mm. I um. I watched Akira for the first time because I accidentally ordered it instead of Akira for the blockbuster <laughs> I worked for. Um, and like we got the, got the delivery. It was like, what the fuck's this? It was the BFI DVD of Akira. Uh, it said Akira, Akira Kurosawa. It was like, shit, all right, well, I'm taking this straight away. Um, and yeah, Akira is fucking incredible. Yeah. Anyway. You're on a big rock, um Kurosawa kick, didn't we? When you got your box set thing. When I got the full box set of yeah. all the Kurosawa movies, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a fantastic. Yeah. It's just, it's just 30 odd fucking films and just wonder. Dude, high and low. High and low is. Like, it's not a Kurosawa film that gets talked about much, but that fucking film. Holy oh, shit. Mate. One of the highlights. Obviously, that, the highlights from that box set were things like. Seven Samurai and Rashomon and um, 
The Hidden Fortress. And Hidden Fortress, that's the fucking one. The gym one one that, that stuck with me most of, out of the ones that I hadn't seen, was one called The Lower Depths. Okay, yeah. Lower Depths. Let me just find a quick synopsis for it so I can, what is that? Um, jog your memory. Um, so we basically, um, when we got the... Um, um, when we got the actual um, box set, we kind of we, we we put out a thing, didn't we, to ask people to choose a number between X and what <laughs> yeah, is it yeah. to, to choose which ones we watched. And one of the, the third or fourth one was this film called The Lower Depths. Um, and the plot is it's set in like the lowest um, part of um, of of the city where it is literally next to the fucking sewers where people live. Mm. Um, And so when it rains, everything gets fucking Parasite-esque. Everything gets run down to there. But it's set in, like, I think around the time of the the war. Um, And it's just these people just having their their general days. And so, like, they... When they when one of them's making all the food for everybody around this, what is it? They have like a little dance party about it, don't they? And yeah. it's, it, it, it's a really lovely film, but set in this really horrible place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's only I think, but the thing is, Blink and Tell movie, it's like two hours long as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that it's fantastic. But yeah, anything Kurosawa basically. Uh, number two, favorite smell. Petrol, wow. I love the smell of petrol. That the fuck is that? Petrol. So solvent abuse, Becky. That's your that's your favorite. Your favorite smell is solvent abuse. Mate, your nose is wrong. (laughs) Ian, what's yours? Like a fucking brilliant roast dinner. That is good. Oh, fresh bedding. Freshly brewed coffee. Oh shit, fresh bedding's a good one, mind. Freshly brewed coffee. Honestly, I I, I still to this day cannot understand why nobody does a proper coffee scented candle. Mm. It's bullshit. Bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. I bought three or four coffee scented candles and all of them are a latte scent. So it doesn't smell like coffee. Oh, chocolate. They're all chocolate. Oh yeah, there's a fucking mocha one. Mm. Fuck off. Just give me a coffee scented one. So I'm not the mocha. I am going to mock a Bullshit. Mocha is just for people who haven't fucking quite grown up yet. <laughs> They're getting there, though. They've moved on from hot chocolate. Uh, anyone over the age of eight that drinks a fucking hot chocolate can get to fuck. Um, number three. Expectations of the upcoming Premier League season. <laughs> Shit. Well, all right. We need to do a, we, we need to do another fine pint of uh, Klopperberg, don't we, at some point? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do that. So, um, I'll, 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 I'll give. I'll, we, we will do that actually. We might do it after the first because I think we did after like the first two games last season. No, I think we did it pre-season, son. I think there'd been, a, I think there'd been at least one game. Really? All right. Yeah. Um. So, we will do that within the next couple of weeks. But we'll get Jordan on for that, and we'll do that as one of the Pod Syndicate bonus shows. As, a, as a United fan, I'm sorry. I'm ever so sorry, but I'm going to do this. Well, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United. Do you think Man City will win it? Liverpool second, Chelsea, then United four? Yeah, I think Liverpool, I you know, it was such an intense season last season 
that two seasons like, back to back, mate. Think about it. We we did ninety seven points, then ninety nine. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Like, God, no, I'm saying I, the, the, the intensity of that isn't just one season. It's two seasons back to back. So then, if you look at what happened with Man City, they did a hundred points, and then they did um, ninety eight. And I mean, burnt out for last season. I mean, I, I I don't have a particular horse in either of those races, and I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, my guys, yeah, we'll get into the Champions League, but that's probably about it. Hey, maybe an FA Cup. Um, but it, it, it's um, it's, I I I don't know. I just Guardiola, I think, is really is going to want to go out. It's his last season. It is his fucking last season. Right, last season. And he is. He's going to want to go out strong and I think he's going to do it. I, I The only, my only thing would be whether he's just like sh- in the latter stages of the season, I need to concentrate on Europe. I think the first half of the season, he's going to be far. He's going to be like, yep, yeah, let's just try and keep pace with Liverpool and blah, blah. the second half. I think he'll go. You know, if we're within a point or two of Liverpool, but I need to rest some people for the Champions League and I focus, I, I could see maybe Liverpool doing something then. But then Chelsea as well, frankly, you get rid of Lampard in the first three months of the season, get somebody else in, who the fuck knows what will happen? Well, what I'll say here is it it's a season unlike any other mm-hmm. in the sense that literally the, so the, 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 top, the top clubs... Um, have from from when they come back from the first international break after the season started. So I think that's the second week in October. Literally from then until the first week in February, I believe. It it, it isn't at might. It is they are playing a game every three days. Yeah. They just they are. There's no room for what is it. It is going to be an insane amount of of, of of football. I think it's. I think I worked it out. It's thirty five games, and that's not depending on whether or not they get through anything or anything like that. That is thirty five games they will be playing. Mm. Um, thirty five games in uh, ninety three days. That's, that's fucking mental. It it is. It's a game every three days. It it it, it is. Absolutely. There's going to come a point where there's going to be a pinch point. At the moment, they're already looking at going, right, there's possibilities that we might have to move some of these games to later in the season because um, if, if certain clubs get through in the um, League Cup, it, it clashes with that. Now, Liverpool, quite rightly, are going, hang on a fucking minute. <laughs> Well, let's rewind back a little bit there. We had to play two games in 24 hours of each other in different parts of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, it's, it's, you aren't going to be at a rest place. It's as simple as that. It isn't who's got the biggest squad or anything like that. It is who can manage it. The, the idea that if, if a team... Man City and Liverpool have run at a ridiculous rate over the past three years between them. Um, you know, the the 95-plus point seasons were unheard of, and Man City delivered back-to-back, and then Liverpool delivered back-to-back ones of that. It's unheard of. The idea that 
the, my club, for instance, Liverpool, can go that that same rate is it would it, be unreal. If a team gets 95 points this season, they are going to win the league. Mm. I would be gobsmacked if a team gets 95 points this season. You've also got to counter in the fact that fans aren't going to be there until at the very earliest now it would appear January. Yeah. And I still think that's mildly fanciful. Mm. Um, that helps some teams more than it helps other, and hinders some teams. Uh, I think it hinders Liverpool, for instance. Uh, I think, for instance, it, it, it helps this Man United. Would it have helped Fergie's Man United? No, it wouldn't. But it helps this Man United because... Because then, because they can play a little bit more freedom. They can play a little more freedom. They're not gonna. They can be nil nil at, uh, at at seventy minutes, and I'm not getting that that nervousness coming from the crowd. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting in that in that what is it? But it does take away the uh, the adrenaline of a team like um, Sheffield United. Drops a cliff post lockdown. Yeah. Because that adrenaline that their fans gave them and that atmosphere, it, it won. It's going to be a fucking weird season. Uh, I couldn't call it, but I do think that when you take away a, a bunch of atmosphere and a bunch of emotion from it, you boil it down to its its most basic component parts. Um, and so I do think that the top four will be comprised of a mixture of Liverpool, Man City, I think will be top one and top two in an order. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with movement there. Uh, then I do think it'll be United, Chelsea, Arsenal and Tottenham will make up the other two spots. Mm. But I wouldn't want to say who is. But I do think one of them will be Manchester United. Yeah, which I think is totally fair. Um, Chelsea, it, it's all very well and good. It's all very well and good going out and buying Timo Werner, who's a fantastic player. If he has, if he can exploit his key component, which is pace, and he needs space to run into. If you play the low block against Chelsea, then he 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 becomes a blunt instrument. Yeah. And Chelsea didn't have a problem with scoring goals last season. They conceded 58 goals last season, and they haven't improved. Their idea of improving the defence is signing Malag Sarr, who was available on free and nobody else tried to buy. I wonder why. And a 36-year-old Thiago Silva, who can't turn around anymore I, this is uh, I don't know I mean it's interesting it's why I was saying like if Lampard were to be you know they have a bad first couple of months Lampard's ejected they get AN big name in let's see what ha- happens there I'm not saying one or two but I, I don't know I think Chelsea are really really fucking strong this season which is very annoying um, but Arsenal, uh, I don't think, are going to be that strong this season, which is very pleasing. So, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. I, uh, I, I, I'll be fascinated to talk to um, – we, we, we are going to talk more about this because I could talk about this for hours. Uh, and, I, and we need to get to another question that Jordan's after. But, yeah, any listeners who are football fans for that, there will be a bonus show that will go out the Pod Syndicate things. We are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Uh, other pod syndicate podcasts include his film, her movie, which is John's podcast, uh, the Iron Sequel, which has just joined us, uh, Entertainment Landfill, Adventure in VHS, uh, What's on Tap. Um, so, yeah, head on over to their bonus shows, including me and Noel have just released another Tales from the Tape Deck, where we chat 
the career of Ice-T, and it's a lot of fun. There's another episode of that coming out soon. We're doing a Playing It Forward this weekend, so we've got some great movies to chat about that. Fuck, well. we are! Oh, God. Yeah, okay, yes. Um, Have I bought you, Greta, yet? Because I, I need to that. do that. No, okay. So, uh, our last Jordan question. Last time someone looked at you with disgust. Uh, my wife during sex. <laughs> My husband, when I told him I liked her, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, pretty much a lot with me. Aww. I'm an abrasive person. <laughs> he looked at you with disgust? The cat looked at you with disgust. The cat looked at me with disgust quite a lot. Our yeah. child. Yeah, she does, yeah. Yeah, uh, you sometimes. I don't. I, I worship the ground you walk. The mirror. <laughs> the mirror when I look at it and go, I fucking hate you. The, uh, the, the, That's good call. The new tennis <laughs> started this week when I said, hi, I'm here. I'm a manager in this department. <laughs> for, for, for two more weeks. And then I'm not going to be a manager anymore. I'm going to fucking be a technical person. And I don't really need to manage anyone again. And it's going to be fucking amazing. And I, I fucking can't wait. Oh, shit. Um, so wait. what are we doing next week now? The babysitter quit Killer Queen. Very much up for that. Yeah. Very much up for that. That, that That's going to be a fun fucking show. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording this. We've we banged out nearly three hours. <laughs> Indeed, we have. Uh, I really hope people enjoy this. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Rebecca. You are very welcome. Thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you very much, Ian. Let, 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 let's see how my state of mind is next week. It's going to be a fascinating journey, and uh, thank you all for coming on it. Bless you. Mwah. Goodbye, people. Thank you. Bye. Bye.